to the Beer Conspiracy Show. It's a comedy podcast where three best buds sit around and talk about the supernatural, conspiracy theories, true crimes, and more. Pretty much anything weird. Now, we tend to pull no punches, so a mature listening audience is advised. But if you like to have a good time, then crack open a cold one, pull up a chair, and hang out with the boys of the Beer Conspiracy Show. What's up? Welcome to the Beer Conspiracy Show. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. We're your hosts. I'm Aaron. Dirty D. And, and I'm Sean. My name is Sean. Ha ha. So we're down one of the boys tonight, but you're getting the bros. Yep. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. So tonight we're just going to do a little short episode. The main theme is going to be kidnapping. Super scary. We've got one story to give you, and then I'll probably go into some things about if you are kidnapped, how to get away. So let's go ahead and jump in. So I got this article from Ranker. It's written by Jody Smith. Sounded pretty good, so I thought I'd, I'd uh, read this to you guys tonight. Sean, are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, it's her parents' nightmare. Their children doesn't come home from school as expected. Good. That's precisely what happened to Zinya Hernandez when her 14-year-old daughter, Abigail, Abby Hernandez, went missing on October 9, 2013. After speaking with the school personnel, Zinya learned that her daughter left school on time. Police were called in immediately to begin searching for the team. That sounds super surprising to me because I don't think this girl is white. Hey, where are the white women at? Abby was gone for nine months, during which time she was held only 30 miles away from her New Hampshire home. Abby endured awful abuse during her time with her captor, Nathaniel Kibbe, but still managed to build a rapport with him in an effort to escape. Abigail for a Mexican girl is kind of weird, though. Her last name, she might be half white. Maybe her mom's white. Maybe the first half is white. Her mom's name is Zin. Oh, maybe her dad's white. Zinya sounds pretty black. Spanish. What's that black girl from Spider-Man? Zendaya. Zendaya. She's half white, half black. Oh, there you go. Gamora is half Latin, half black. I don't know what kind of Mexican... Sh- I don't <laughs> Who's I don't know hotter? Kind of- her or Rosario Dawson? Rosario Dawson, for sure. Wow. I think that's a tough pick for me. I think... I think... It's pretty tough, but I think what's Gamora... What's her name? What's her, na- what's her real Gamora? name? I have no idea. It's, Gamora I think it's like is way hotter. Something Spanishy. Gamora's. I think she's really hot, but I don't like the way she acts, and that just ruins it for me. She was great on every. Like she makes she makes blockbusters. I don't like her Avatar. action stuff. I don't hate Avatar. Endgame. Hate she in, uh, the losers. Awesome. Yeah, she's got. I think it was just Avatar that putting ruined her hits. for me. She was in Boondock Saints. No, she's putting out the hits. Oh yeah. Apparently she was in the Omen or like this they revamp like the you know I guess a Satan's reborn from a mother you and mom saw it we've seen the she showed me the old one yeah they revamped it and she's the mother okay Um, short hair Liv Schreiber was in it we watched uh, I didn't watch that one Wizard of Oz last night man that's pretty awesome huh grow up grow up yeah it still is awesome yeah scary as shit I hope your daughter it is it is a little bit scary. 
All right, so freshman Abby Hernandez was last seen walking home from school. Fresh meat. So Abby Hernandez was 14 years old and a freshman at Kennett High School in North Conway, New Hampshire, and her life changed forever on October 9, 2013. She didn't return home from school that day, and her mother, Zinia Hernandez, spoke with a school librarian who confirmed Abby left the dismissal with the other students. Zinia filed a police report that evening, and the search began for Abby. Police pulled up cell records to find Abby texting her boyfriend, Jimmy Campbell, at 2.53 p.m. with a heart emoji before her signal was lost at 3.07 p.m. Sounds consensual. Yeah. The cell was cut off only a mile from the Hernandez home. Her family and friends knew Abby hadn't run away. So family and friends were immediately convinced that their animal-loving Abby had not run away and had been abducted. Her 15th birthday was only three... Holy shit. Only 14... Her 15th birthday was only three days away. She oh, yeah. was only 14. Maybe and she, Abby was... Ex- yeah, did I say that already? She didn't want a quinceanera. My parents can't afford I don't know if she's Mexican. I'm just assuming by her last name. It's good to assume. Like, you're never wrong. If you don't say anything, you're never wrong, I yep. guess. Her 15th birthday was only three days away, and Abby was ecstatic about her upcoming party. On the day of her abduction, Abby and her best friend were taking selfies and acting silly in classes together. They're fucking good. Zinya was so used to texting with her daughter that it was the lack of responses that led her to Kennett High School to look for her daughter. There was no way in any other minds that Abby, Abby, Abby had walked away from the life she loved with no warning. Happy Abby. Zinya grew obsessed with looking for her daughter, driving around town, and wondering if someone she knew might be the culprit or had information. She was so entrenched in finding Abby that she stopped checking her mail and almost missed a letter from her daughter. Ooh. The letter in part read, Dear Mom, I miss you and love you more than you can imagine. I'm sorry I did this. I've seen the newspaper and TV reports. And to answer your questions, yes, I'm alive. I miss you, Mom, but I won't tell you where I am. Zinni was happy. Mm-hmm. Was it her handwriting? I don't know. I think I would know. Well, Cora can't write yet, but I met my daughter. I'll tell little. you what her mom was thinking right here. Yeah. Zinni was happy, but also knew that the letter didn't sound like her daughter at all. Police determined through DNA that Abby had indeed written the letter. Determined. It would later come to light that Abby's captor forced her to write it, but that didn't stop rumors from flying around town concerning the missing teen. So, like I said, Abby was kidnapped on October 9, 2013 from her school by Nathaniel Kibi, and he kidnapped her a mile away from her own home. He handcuffed Abby, put a jacket over her head, and held her at gunpoint as he crushed herself to disable the GPS chip inside. Once inside Kibby's vehicle, Abby attempted to peek out the window to ascertain a location or direction, receiving a stun gun to the leg when her abductor noticed. Eventually, they arrived at Kibby's property, located only 30 miles from the Hernandez home. Kibby led Abby into a dark storage container where he taped her eyes, put a shirt over her head, and placed a motorcycle helmet on her before assaulting her. Safety first. This storage container was Abby's prison for nine months while she endured abuse. Sure. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, I just want Brie Larson movie that you showed me. Yeah, Room. Yeah, it was one. like messed up and also really good acting. I'm never gonna leave my daughter out of my sight until she has a gun in her possession, and then I can take my eyes. As off. a child, you can just let her. She was walking home from school. Yeah, she's like almost fifteen. I can't leave my daughter can't let her have a gun she's under 18 when she gets to 18 i can let her out of my sight 
I'm, I'm going to be at skating rings. How are you going to go to work? I'm going to go join the long distance team for high school. I'll just like... Um, How are you going to go to work? My wife is going to go to work eventually. So how are you... Nah, but for serious, how are you going to go to work and still watch your children? I took a nap at work today. I think I can figure it out. I went to a storage container yesterday and it was super fucking hot. Why? To put some equipment in there. You have a storage container? I have two. You have two? Mm-hmm. Those are... Mine's, ex- uh, mine's air-conditioned storage container. No, this was hot. I could, uh, I could like, live in my storage container because it's air-conditioned. Well, I got Dexter vibes from it, but still, I did. Much it was it. way too hot yeah, to be two? in there. Mm-hmm. Are they like half the price? A quarter, hopefully. I don't know. I'm not paying for it. It's at work. Oh, duh. I'm talking well, like one two. of the big like shipping containers. Oh, you do metal stuff. Yep. Aaron does machines. Aaron's actually I Donatello. The shit out of machines. I'm the. I guess I'm Michelangelo. No. I can't do nunchucks at all. You're that live action TV show, the girl with the big old shell boobs. That's you. Oh, man. That was so terrible. I don't I even remember what weapon light she has. Blue. She was light blue. Probably just a bloody tampon. I mean, swinging that around. I'd I, get away from her. I've seen that. The girls from It's Always Sunny, they're like, ha, ha, ha. Poop, poop, poop. But it stinks. I've never, never touched a bloody one or smelled it. But it smells. Anyway. From the first moment Abby realized Kibby intended to abduct her, she began to work on forming a human bond with her attacker. She said, I remember thinking to myself, okay, I gotta work with this guy. I said, I don't judge you for this. If you let me go, I won't tell anybody about this. I told him, look, you don't seem like a bad person. Like, everybody makes mistakes. If you let me go, I won't tell anybody about this. You read really good. Yeah, I know. Abby, gained, Abby continued to gain his trust, <laughs> later telling 2020, Part of how I gained his trust, I guess, was I went along with everything he wanted to do. That included watching the live press conferences of her mother pleading for her safe return and all of the steps police were taking to find her. She also acquiesced to writing a letter to a mother telling her that she was fine and implying she had run away on her own. So she did read, she did write the letter on her own, but the guy made her write it. This is just like that movie. Room. As Kibby began to trust Abby more, he told her about his childhood and the time he spent in juvenile facilities for petty crimes. I would like to know a little bit more about that. It seems like uh, most people are made to be psycho fucking crazy, and like only one percent is like born that way. Definitely Charles Bronson. He's like, I my my mother and my father, they were good, hardworking people, and I just. I mean, this kind of guy. I feel like he was made. I mean, he's not like killing people. No, he's not a serial killer. That's what I'm waiting for. I, was like, I think you're about to tell kidnapping me. girl. But I mean, there are stories of like, there's that movie we need to talk about, Kevin. That's y'all, actually really good at depicting a psychopath. Mindhunter, but like, y'all told like eight or like twelve stories of like people being made into nut jobs. Hound guy, Marilyn. Well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We'll never guy. know. We can never know. Well, not these days. Like, uh, I think they got their own group now. They're just yeah. no, you'll never know. I mean, because you're not gonna have it any other way. Like, you can never know if John Wayne Gacy would be a nice guy if he wasn't. If the parents weren't crazy. I don't remember. It's definitely I think a, his dad. Uh, it's definitely a fact. Well, well, Ted Bundy wasn't. Ted Bundy didn't didn't have a bad childhood. He was just a psychopath killer. I think uh, those are more rare. I think they're. That's they're true sociopaths that's what i'm 
I can't wait for Mindhunter season three. Do it. Do it. <sighs> Luckily, it is coming back. What? Finally, it's been Thank three God. That years. That is an amazing show. That's an amazing show. True story, too. I read uh, Robert Ressler, I think is his name, his book, Mindhunter. It's pretty interesting the way the way he did what he does. It's, I like how he explains how his life experience made him the way he was as as far as like being able to read people and being a good cop and stuff. It does help. Pretty cool. So Kibby was currently a counterfeiter printing fake bills inside of his home. One day he decided to bring Abby into his trailer to assist with the counterfeiting, but he had some rules for her, including referring to him as Master. Oh, I would have went with dragon. Snake. Dragon. Snake dragon. Abby said, he said, you know, I'm thinking of finding something a little more humane for you to keep you quiet. He said, I'm thinking of a shock collar. I remember he put it on me and he told me, okay, try and scream. And I just slowly started to raise my voice and then it shocked. Kibby also started to slip up, falling asleep next to Abby and unintentionally revealing his face to her. He also gave her some books to read, including a cookbook with Nathan Kibby written on the inside cover. After Abby inquired, he confirmed his identity to her, and she promised not to tell anyone. In July 2014, Lori Monday made a call to Kibby that would change everything. The two had met on the internet, and, Kat and Kibby gave her $150 in counterfeit $50 bills. Monday was arrested trying to spend one of the bills at a local Walmart, and she called Kibby to let him know she had given his name to the police. Kibby panicked and made Abby promise never to reveal his identity to anyone. He then started to clear his trailer of anything tying him to the counterfeit operation, and he also decided to let Abby go. Wait. Yeah. Daily Double. <laughs> that is the Daily Double, ladies and gentlemen. That is two beers for the price of two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bud Light is screwed themselves. I was telling Sean earlier... I went to the grocery store to buy beer to Walmart. All every single Miller Lite product was gone. Uh, Coors only had two cases and one six pack, and Bud Light and Michelob Ultra and Budweiser were just stuck on the shelf. I was telling my wife uh, before we moved here about three months ago. I was like, "Hey, it doesn't matter like what party you go to. You bring a case of Bud Light. Like nobody's been complained." But now, actually, not can... true. People. I do that and people think I'm weird. What? Because they'll bring like a bottle of wine or a six pack and I've got a cooler full of beer and they're like, oh, that's Because they're old now. And yeah. They're, they're like, we got to wake up at 8.30 on a Saturday. You're weird. No, we don't have any kids. Don't it's you have weird. to drive? No, Michelle's here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, I'm lucky my wife has two cool friends. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. All right. that, you went to a party and you brought a... I have been to parties and I bring a cooler full of beer. Was that in the past year? That's probably like five years maybe five since years. I went. That makes sense. And they were still... You're, they were five like, years? You were like 28? Yeah. Man, that's a lame-ass party. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Shit. Because I'm cool. like... I'm nice. I'm like, hey, guys, I want to have enough beer for me. Sound but there's, there's a six-pack in there for you, You come too. in there like, enjoy yourself. And they're like, what are you doing? We don't have any kids. We gotta wake up at eight. You're a nice guy. You deserve better. Yeah, I know. So on July 20th, 2014, Kibby drove Abby back to the spot where he abducted her nine months earlier and he let her walk away. Abby finished mm. the final mile home on foot and the Hernandez family security cameras caught her walking to the door. 
Abby told 2020, I remember looking up and laughing, just being so happy. Oh my god, this is actually happening. I'm a free person. I never thought it would happen to me, but I'm free. Free at last, free at last. Oh my G, free at last, right? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So when Abby first arrived home, she remained faithful to the agreement with her captor to keep his identity a secret. I would have rolled over immediately. Yep, I was like, he's around this area. Let's cap this dude. This homo kibi lives at this address. Go get him. Yeah. So she provided a sketch to the police. You know, if you think about it longer than five seconds, like, you cap him. Somebody's going to prison, like your mom or your dad. Definitely your dad and probably your mom. For capping this dude. Your dad for yeah. sure. Yeah. Legally, Maybe. yes. Legally, yeah. Yeah. Like if but, you had killed him while trying to get away, then that's fine. Yeah. But if you got away and then returned to mm-hmm. kill him, yeah, that's that's probably like like the first one or two second seconds like Yeah, murder. but let's get him and then like five seconds like actually thirty seconds while looting, like actually I don't uh, think this is gonna work. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm sure the cops would probably might help you out and try to make it look like a little lesser sentence. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, legally you'd be you'd go to jail. Yeah. She provided a sketch to the police but only gave Kibby's name and location to her mother. Zinya immediately alerted the police to the new information on July 27, 2014. So one week after Zinya Hernandez provided police with Kibby's information, they raided his property and found the storage container that was Abby's home for 9 months. Kibby that's a long time to be on a hot ass. Are you sure this is based continue. on the room? I mean, no, I think there's an actual kidnapping case that that was based off. So <laughs> Kibby was arrested and charged with over 200 crimes, including kidnapping and counterfeiting. A 2016 plea deal that kept Abby from 200 reliving. crimes? Yep, including kidnapping and counterfeiting. Petting a raccoon without consent. Pitting? Petting. Petting? Petting? Oh. Raking a neighbor's leaves without them knowing. That's a lot of crimes that... I wouldn't like somebody working in my yard. It's my yard. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Cutting there's... my grass? Yeah. <sighs> I'll kill you. There's this uh, amazing cartoon, Gravity Falls, and um, Uncle Stan, he he created 200 uh, breaking the law things. It was like, yeah, selling raccoons to the foreign or like blah, blah, blah. It was just made up laws that like he sold pugs and he smuggled them in a barrels that's against the law he smuggled them in like from out of the country he had them in that's the north but he smuggled them out how yeah that's against the law i didn't know that but that's what he did (laughs) what i think like when you go out of country and then you come back you gotta go through customs and declare all the shit you're bringing in for weed no (laughs) you can't bring in weed it's like for fruit so that's what they're searching for but it's for everything. It's pugs. for it's for fruit and food and anything. Pugs. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just go get a medicine. Pug. Definitely medicine. Yeah, medicine. you can't bring this cheaper, effective medicine. Cheaper, here. same drug that we have you into this country. Bitch, you fucking criminal. We just gun you down. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> what did he do? He brought something better than ibuprofen. Better proofing. So a 2016 plea deal that kept Abby from reliving her trauma on the witness stand was reached with Kibby. He pled guilty to seven counts, none of which involved the counterfeiting. Kibby received 45 to 90 years in prison for his kidnapping and multiple assaults on Abby. So yeah, he was banging. Yep, I already called it. Well, if they only get seven out of 200, 
he did pretty good. <laughs> in 2022, Abby acted as, a, as executive producer on a Lifetime Network movie about her ordeal called Girl in the Shed, The Kidnapping of Abby Hernandez. Very creative title. The movie stars Lindsay Navarro as Abby, Ben Savage as Kibby, who's Ben Savage. Is it Boy Meets World? Yeah. Is it the Corey? Yeah, Corey. Corey Matthews. But it looks like shit. Ben Savage as Kibby and Erica Durance as Abby's mother, Zinya. Abby told news outlets that she saw the movie as a way to tell others to keep fighting and never lose hope. She said, not everybody, but a lot of people have that voice in the back of their head. If I disappeared, it wouldn't matter. And I learned that, yeah, it does matter. It affects a lot of people, and it will forever. I never really got that, you know, when um, praying mantis, they kill each other. And then, like, uh, the one that gives up, he's like, I give up. It's happening. I don't really get it, but it's what happens. I'm not going down. If you're, if, if you're trying to kill me or rape me, it's going to hurt you as like, much as it hurts me. Like a little fish, like, gets gobbled by a scary fish. And I'm, I'm at least punching him. I'm punching Inside. his intestines. I mean, to get me, you're going to have to, like, catch me by surprise, which a lot of these people are caught by surprise. or like, just drugged and put out. I'm putting up a fight. If it's a great white and it gets me. You're talking about animals. I'm talking about humans, dummy. Oh, obviously, because it's the same. I'm just, I'm talking about things that are way stronger than you. Like, humans, yeah, I'm putting up the fight of my life. But if a great white shark. And half of your body sticking out. I'm definitely punching his eyeball and his nose. Half of your body is sticking eaten. Out. Then you, you, Sean, you can. You're not hitting anything. It's not you're eaten. Dead. Like you, he's munching. I've known you all your life. You are not punching a great white shark. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. I could punch him. Possibly, I couldn't. It's really scary. That you're, scary. you're dead. Motion scary. All right, guys, so that was just one story of a kidnapping. Now I'm going to go through 12 ways to escape a kidnapper. Dick punch. Dick punch, I hope, is on the list. Testicle punch. Your best chance of escaping is in the first few seconds. Tombstone. Stone Cold Stutter. So, yes, good advice. If you're kidnapped, the obvious tactic is to fight back. If you're it can be dangerous, but if your kidnapper is armed, you're more likely to have witnesses to the attack before the captor takes you to a place of their choosing. The first few moments are for self-defense and preemptive action. Do everything to impede this person from taking you. If there are people around, scream, yell, and make as much noise as possible. As Bear Grylls advises, because he is the the foremost... Another big word. Is the he a uh, white guy with no beard? He's that guy that goes, they drop him in the wilderness and he survives. Is he still going? He's been doing that for 15 years. Still going. He says, fight dirty means you should aim for the eyes, throat, and genitals. I right, Sean? They, what I do think, you do? I think punch him Testicle in Testicle punch. I think he's already been called out for okay. cheating. Um, just the first few seconds are key. Just fight, fight, fight. Yeah. Did you ever see that video of this girl by herself in the gym? This guy gets in there and he's like hey what's up i'm gonna rip you and she she fight fight fights and then all, hit him with a dumbbell and all the girls are like look at him look at her not stop fighting and all the guys are like look at him he ain't, <laughs> no, <kidding>. ain't shit <laughs> yeah i ain't going to it's definitely after midnight you gotta be smart too number two should be be smart Don't well go i mean the- sometimes that's the only time you get to work out so I mean, why can, should women be any different? That's you can, why you should be like, you could I'm a woman, day. I'm a woman, most likely I might be kidnapped at 12 o'clock. I think it's That's safe. why I'm a card-carrying gun member 
of the NRA. I know how to fight and take care of myself like most dudes do. Don't do laundry after midnight. Why? That's when people want to do their laundry. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Just have a gun or know how to defend yourself. I carry a knife on me at all times in case I I don't know what a feminist is, but I'm pretty sure one of them. Another one. Women can do anything they want. Just be. No, they can't. Be smart. Be smart should be above what you said. Carry a gun. Know how to fight. Don't do your laundry in a strange alley at 1230 in the morning. Well, that's a little extreme. I mean, who's doing laundry at 12 in an hour? I just said three minutes ago, like, don't do laundry after midnight. Who's doing laundry in an alley? Don't attempt to move restraints or blindfolds. Uh, I think I'm going to disagree. Trying to break out of hand restraints or removing a blindfold is only advisable if you're convinced that you have a good chance of escaping. Otherwise, you may injure yourself or enrage your captor more. She's a strong, independent woman. Any woman could break out of handcuffs. If you're a passenger in a car, try to make the driver crash. <laughs> Self-explanatory. And a group of captives don't stand out. If you end up placed in holding with other captives, the number one rule is that you shouldn't stand out. Do all you can to blend in with the pack. Don't give your captors any reason to target you or even worse, make an example out of you. Here, you should wear my shining watch. It looks really good on you. (laughs) Tell them you like to do heroin. They hate heroin addicts. Keep your abductor at ease. The first 24 hours is often the most critical in a kidnapping. And it's in your best interest to remain calm and not aggravate or provoke your kidnapper in the slightest. Aside from your initial chance of fighting and screaming, it's best to stay quiet and courteous as the kidnapping progresses. Humanize yourself as much as possible. Make an effort to appeal to your captor's human element. Try as hard as you can to form a bond with them. If possible, talk about your children or family who might need you without revealing too many details. I mean, a lot of this stuff is... It could go either way. I mean, what if he's like, I fucking hate families and kids. I'll kill you just for saying that to me. Well, it's hard to imagine myself as a female. So, like, all of these scenarios, I'm like, punch him. No, do, don't do that. Punch him. No, punch him. That's the first thing to do. Fight as much as you can. Be observant and memorize as many details as possible. That's yeah, good. That was pretty tough for me. Did you go left or right? I was like, I don't know. I They shook me to the left, but I was wondering what's on the right. <laughs> Try to determine why you've been taken. Are your boobs huge? Is your you got a pretty Fallop- face? Your fallopian tubes are. It's pretty. That's pretty easy to find out. Love in the wind, natural. It's important to keep your mind sharp. Although this can be very difficult in hostage situations, especially if you're blind- blindfolded or being kept quiet in a room without windows, it's essential that you attempt to keep a sharp mental state. Maintain some sort of physical activity. <laughs> you re- you your eyes oh, rolled. I, I immediately rolled my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Remain calm if you're being rescued. If you're finally being rescued after any length of being held captive, your first instinct will most likely be to rush towards safety. However, the rescue can be one of the most dangerous moments of the kidnapping. Although SWAT and rescue teams are highly trained for situations like this, there's Never simply did. too much volatility in these moments. To account for every possible outcome, your rescuers can and most likely will use force if need be. You should erase the last step of this list and just watch the room. It's really good. All of these are pretty self-explanatory. I think the first one... Hot grease to the face. One's good. Your best chance of escaping is the first few seconds. Just fight. Uh, Three is good. If you're a passenger in a car, try to make it crash. 
other than that, it's pretty self-explanatory. I would just start yelling, rape, rape, he's like, I'm not fucking, she's crazy. She signed the form, it's consensual. <laughs> rape is our safe word, that's how we know it's good. Just fight, they lie. keep your head. Keep your head up. Keep your head up, kid, because you're going to be raped. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's the end of our episode. We got you a scary kidnapping story. We gave you some ways to get out of a kidnapping. Remember to keep your head and keep fighting. Thank you for listening to the Bear Conspiracy Show. We'll see you next week. Remember to like us and share us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're on there. Please, if you don't mind, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And you want to say it? My name's Sean the John. Trying to find my saying. Still not there yet. <laughs> Keep working on it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Beer Conspiracy Show. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da